You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. We cover lots of different research and publications here on Kindling Conversation. Um, They're all about, you know, things that we can do to improve the way we parent our children. But what if these studies themselves aren't really a true reflection of parenting in modern Australia? A lot of what I read, I do find very relevant to myself, and there's probably a reason for that, because I am white, you could say I'm middle class, and I speak English. There's new research that's been published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology, and it's found that unintentional sampling bias could be skewed, skewing the results of studies and research that affects our lives. So what we're talking about here is that there may be a bias in studies uh, leading to parenting advice that's only applicable to the middle-class white families that I'm a part of. The latest report is a call to action of sorts, and one of its authors, Associate Professor Mark Nielsen from the School of Psychology at the University of Queensland, joins us on the line to explain more. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm well, Siobhan. How are you? Good. I'm a little bit concerned, though, because I have spoken to a lot of different people who, who've possibly based their research on what you found here. I mean, do we, do we need to get rid of all of this um, information and start again? Well, I don't think it's a matter of getting rid of the information. I mean, what's there is, is you know, highly relevant to, to those people for whom, you know, the data has been collected on. And, and as you mentioned in, in your introduction, you know, people like yourself, there's a lot of, of very valuable information out there. Um, but I think what we need to be more aware of is, you know, where that research is coming from and who it's been done with and then making decisions about, you know, and, and, and individual parents making decisions about whether that, that research is relevant to them and the advice coming from that research is relevant to them. How does so it's not so much, yeah, not not so much a matter of getting rid of what's there, but just being aware of where it's coming from and how relevant it is to us as parents. So, how does this sort of sampling bias happen? I mean, I might be ignorant, but I I would have assumed that most most kind of research would try to get include the diversity of what cultures are available in a country. I think it it's probably just happened because. Research is very challenging to do. Trying to find participants is very challenging. And so a default is you, you, know, you seek participants where you are that are, are easy to get because otherwise they're very hard to get. Uh, and, and so um, it, it's probably just rather than it being anything um, explicit or deliberate, I think it's probably just come about by chance. But then, you know, over decades and decades and decades of a practice becoming ingrained, it then just becomes commonplace. Um, You know, doing research with populations that aren't, you know, as you categorise them, sort of white and middle class is is challenging. Um, You know, I, I, I do research in remote parts of southern Africa. That takes considerable time and effort and energy to get over there, to then get to these places to, to collect that data. It, it's a challenge. Uh, and, you know, when we're, as academics, rewarded for quantity of publications and, and things like that, when you're taking a lot of extra time to go to different places and to try and take your, your data collection somewhere new, um, you know, there's risks involved that there aren't always payoffs for. 
Can you give us a practical example of how this bias might translate into parenting? Um, One thing that comes to mind immediately for me is the idea of how we co-sleep with our children. Mm -hmm. And not to discount, obviously, SIDS has some very important information about safe co-sleeping, but the prevalent ideal in Western countries is that we don't sleep with our children. Um, From your experience going to somewhere like Africa, um, would this kind of parenting advice make sense to an immigrant in Australia who has that background? Well, I mean, look, you know, the the environment is is quite important in, in those kinds of decisions. Now, in some of the places I go... Um, you know, the, the parents there don't simply don't have the option. They they live in one room, um, so co-parenting, uh, sorry, co-sleeping is 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 the the only thing uh, available to them. Um, as you say, there there are you know useful and valuable um, pieces of advice on how to co-sleep in a way that that keeps everybody safe. Um, but but you know to, to to sort of extend that out, to then tell parents who, who may not be able to not co-sleep that they, they shouldn't, that's, you know, creating stress that, that may be unnecessary. Um, but also, you know, just in terms of um, parents who, who, you know, are able to make those decisions, um, being clear about what the research says and, and, you know, where that research is from, I think, is important. And in a lot of cases, you know, that there are re, the data is, is derived from someone from a particular cultural group looking at people in that same cultural group making decisions that are about that cultural group. That doesn't mean they translate to, to other people. So what's your advice for, if there's parents listening now that have a multicultural background, they could be from, well, Everywhere in Australia, we've got so many different cultures. What's your advice to them when it comes to the parenting advice that they read about or, you know, someone tells them about? I think the the most important thing is being conscious of where that advice is coming from, who's providing it, and how that fits with their own cultural values. So there are many different approaches to parenting, none of which are, are, are right or wrong. They are just what different people choose to do. And I think so long as we're aware of where the advice is coming from, and, and you know, lots of people have lots of good advice and lots of people are worth listening to, and some people aren't. <laughs> Being just, you know, perhaps, perhaps listening and then deciding, well, okay, you know, that, that might have worked for that person, that might work for that whole group of people, but that's not going to work for me and my family. And, and, you know, look, in some cases, you could also look at how my mum did things and how my mum's mum did things and how my mum's mum's mum did things. And if things worked okay, well, maybe they'll continue to work okay. It's good advice, Mark. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's Mark Nielsen. He's the Associate Professor at the School of Psychology at the University of Queensland. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.